You're listening to the 9 a.m. Sunday School Class, led by Pastor Greg Voorhees at Shenandoah Valley Baptist Church on Sunday, June 11, 2023. For more information about SVBC, you can visit their website, svbcfamily.com, or you can find them on all things social, at svbcfamily. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Alrighty. I'm going to go ahead and pray while I'm turning to Deuteronomy because we've got to read something in Deuteronomy. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. Lord, did I ask that during this time of, of, of looking into your word and going through the study, Lord, I just ask that if there's anything you want us to see here, God, have your Holy Spirit just highlight it for us. God, just show us what you want us to see, and let us be more and more like Christ, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Alrighty, on page 73, we kind of left off uh, question four. It says, read Deuteronomy 10, 20 through 11, 7, and then your own words explain the reasons Moses gave for why Israel should serve God with reverence and fear. So, 10, 20. Ten twenty to eleven seven. It says this: Fear the Lord your God, and serve Him. Hold fast to Him, and take your oaths in His name. He is your praise. He is your God, who performed for you those great and awesome wonders you saw with your own eyes. Your forefathers who went out into Egypt, or uh, seventy in all. And now the Lord your God has made you as numerous as the stars of the sky. Love the Lord your God and keep his requirements, his decrees, and his laws, and his commands always. Uh, remember the day that your children were not the ones who saw and experienced the discipline of the Lord your God, his majesty, his, right hand, his mighty hand, his outstretched arm, the signs he performed, and the things that he did in the heart of Egypt, both to the Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and to the whole country, uh, what we did, or what he did for, to the Egyptian army, to his horses and chariots, how he overwhelmed them with the waters of the Red Sea, and they, as they were pursuing you, and how the Lord brought lasting ruin to them. It was not your children who saw what he did to for you in the desert until you arrived in this place, and what he did to Dathan and, and uh, Abram, sons of Elib, the Reubenite when the earth opened its mouth right in the middle of Israel and swallowed them up uh, with their households and tents and every living thing that belonged to them. But it was with your own eyes uh, that you saw these great things the Lord has done. So what are, what, in this passage, what are some of the reasons he said we need to fear and reverence God? We won't read the whole passage, but let's, let's kind of start at 20, just kind of glance down here. One that jumps out for me is he is your praise. You know, is that a is that a reason that we should fear and reverence God, to honor God, because he's their praise? I think that's a good that's a pretty good thing. I think. How about the things that he's done? That that's a lot of a lot of what this whole passage that we read is focusing on is. He, he, was telling, he was telling Israel 
Look at all the things you saw with your own eyes. You, you, you saw what he did. You saw what he did in, in, in Egypt, what he did with Pharaoh. You know, we saw the plagues. We saw how he handled Pharaoh himself. You know, we saw the, we saw when, when, when Pharaoh decided he wanted us back and he came after us or he was going to squish us, whatever the case may be, how he opened up the sea and we, we passed through and, and he drowned all them, all, all this stuff, how he took care of us in the desert. Think about this, a, fire, a pillar of fire by, or a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night leading them around where he wanted them to go, the manna in the mornings, the quail, all, all this stuff, God took care of them. They didn't have to do anything. He, you know, God took care of them. So, uh, so I, I believe the point for me is that look at all of the amazing stuff God has done for you. You, you know, shouldn't, shouldn't we, and again, fear is, is, in this context is, is more revering God, you know, showing Him His due honor as opposed to, you know, don't, oh, don't be scared of the Lord. The Father doesn't want you to be scared of Him. You, you, you know, if, if you're scared of God, you're missing His character, <laughs> If you're scared of God, you, you, you're missing His loving kindness and His patience and His loveliness. The only people who should fear God is the devil and all his little, all his little minions, you know, and, and, and anybody who chooses to stay on their side. Those are the only people who need to fear God. But you as believers, for us to fear God, it should be more, you know, recognizing and revering Him for what He's done in our lives. I'm sure all of us have stories where God has done some pretty cool things for us and gotten us out of situations or saved us in certain things. Uh, I mean, some of us may have stories where we shouldn't even be alive, but, but God has stepped in and, and, and gotten us to where we are. And that was the story of Israel. You know, Israel shouldn't have survived. He, you know, if you look at some of the, the wonders of the world in Egypt, a lot, some of that, a lot of that stuff was built on the backs of Israel. You know, how how could they have survived that? You know that, you know, Egypt didn't care about them. <laughs> you know, all they were worried about is making making bricks and moving rocks and making big monuments. You know, and they didn't care how many Israelites they killed to make those things. You know, so that's the, that's the kind of that's the kind of of thing that just surviving that kind of enslavement. You know, God had had been with them to to keep them. And, and, and many, many had fallen. But even though we, God may have never have opened a, a sea for us, you know, a, a literal sea, you know, how many times has He opened a figurative sea for us? You know, how many times have, you know, maybe we should have fallen flat on our face and we didn't? You know, or how many times have we made bad decisions that should have taken us down really bad roads, but it, it didn't work out the way that it had? You know, so I am. I am sure I have made boatloads of poor decisions in my life. I, I, I mean, I'm I'm a real dummy in many many ways. I, I mean, it's it's just, and I've made mistakes and then kind of reap the benefit and turn around and make the same mistakes. I mean, so I'm 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 dumb and dense sometimes. But God, despite of me, He has carried me, and I I guarantee you that. That every single one of us probably have a story in, in some sense like that. You, you know, where things have worked out when they shouldn't have worked out. That, that is God. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. You know, so all of the good stuff that's in your life, it was given to you. You, you know, you, and, and of course, then I could see, 
you know, kind of some of the rich men in, in the Bible. I, I can almost see that God gave it to me. You know, this 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 is just me thinking there. Thought, no, I earned that. You know, I worked hard for that. I, I may have put in the school. I may have put in the work. I mean, do you realize that even if you have gifts and abilities to do your job, that that have made your living a possibility, those are gifts from God. You, you know, if, if, if you have the intelligence to do what you've done, or if you have the ability to do what you've done, or the ability to learn the skill set that you've learned, or you've been blessed financially through investment, I don't care. That ability has been a gift from God. You, you know, you know it, it's nothing. All good gifts come from above. You, you know, so, so is there anybody that would, would want to share kind of a story of, hey, God stepped in. Absolutely. God, God, God protects us so often through the decisions of other people, the free will of people, the, the things that they, they sometimes do to us or around us or because of us. You, you know, and I know I've talked about this a lot, but, but you know, if, particularly if you're a believer, you got you got a target. You got a target on your back. You, you know, you got a target not only from Satan. Satan hates you. And I mean, the only thing that keeps you from being zapped like a bug on, on a bug light is, is God. You know, greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. If, 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 if God would do the same thing to me that David did to Bathsheba's husband, sent me up to, sent me up to the front and withdrew his protection and left me out there, I wouldn't last two seconds. Uh, I, I mean, I could see Satan now, oh, I've been waiting for this. The, the, I wouldn't last two seconds. But God's protection in these times, even when it involves other people's free will and decisions, you know, that is God's protection. Richard? Oh, do you, I, I thought you raised your hand. No? The, the, uh, oh, you're, you're swatting the flies. That's, the, the, but that's true. God's protection. God's protection, you know, even when we're in bad places and people are doing bad things. You know, you also have a target on you because Jesus himself said, the world's going to hate you because of me. You know, so once you say, Jesus, I need you, you become a major target from not only in the spiritual realm, but also in the world. But God keeps us and saves us and protects us. The fact that we've gotten to the ages that we are, you know, is, is God's grace. You know, there have been many, many, many th things over the last 30 some years when I was in the field where I walked away, oh, how in the world? You, you know, <laughs> I mean, I did, I told you about the little Dukes of Hazard thing. I did in my car and went flying past the gas pumps. I mean, I'm, I'm lucky I didn't take out the entire 7 Eleven. 
So God, God was protecting other people around me, despite the, you know, my poor decision of trying to make a hard turn at triple-digit numbers. The, 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 there is a thing, that tunnel vision thing, it's real. You know, I'm telling you, once, once, the, uh, once the hound dog is chasing the rabbit, I mean, you do stupid things. But, but because of that, I mean, God has done, God has protected me in, in, in crazy, crazy things. And we all have those stories. Does, does anybody else want to share one? Huh? Toby due to the TV. No. No, no. It's like God didn't. God didn't protect my television. Did you have something? Oh, absolutely. Well, absolutely. There's lots of them, but that one just always comes back to me. I remember Pastor Mike talking about certain things and in the car. God protected me. But there was one situation, and I think it was long ago. He said, I don't know how I missed that. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Sometimes I also wonder when I'm going down the road, you know, you get frustrated about that. I always got to go back to that. Maybe God protected me from something that happened when I was young. Oh, absolutely. The fact that we drive these two and three thousand pound vehicles and drive them at high speeds and trusting people coming the opposite direction not to squish us, I mean, that, 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 that requires a lot of God's protection. I mean, one I'll never forget the day I died was was was, was apple blossom. I, I was on Kent Street, going to make a turn on the Millwood, and this drunk driver comes flying around the corner, t-bones the car right in front of him, drives him up onto the sidewalk, and I, I remember I remember sitting there thinking, that few few times in my career have I ever been shaken up, but I remember it was it took me like five seconds. I mean, it's like. Oh. Just had, I'm like I'm trying to find my lights. So I turn my lights on because it's just like it, it was it was a shock factor. But I mean, all it would have had to been is ten feet more, and it would have been me sitting on the sidewalk. <laughs> you, you know, so God does that kind of stuff. Bill, did you have something? Some other relatives that were good, had some teachers and coaches that were 
Oh, absolutely. And when I did have that opportunity, and I was going to go for it. I mean, he's- absolutely. Even many cases, the people in their lives are God's blessings. You know, and some sometimes He sends people in their lives that are protectors. Sometimes He sends people in their lives that are nurturers. Sometimes He puts people in their lives where they just need to smack us across the face and say, "You dummy, don't do that." You know, Mister Shook, he was one of my football coaches, and he was one of my. He taught me a couple different things in school. That poor man, he he, he had this he had this old typewriter with a little. It was the old ones, like you'd you know the peck 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 peck. And I used to, and he was terrible at it. And I used to pull the letters off of him and rearrange them. That, that, I mean, I was a horrible person. <laughs> but but the thing, Mister Shook said to me, Coach Coach Shook said to me, and it ticked me off at the time, but it really caught my attention. It was kind of a brutal way of saying it. Like I said, I, I skipped most of my high school experience. I, I mean, I would show up and take tests, and that's the only reason I got through. The, uh, um, he, he told me one day, he said, Voorhees, you make me sick. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, excuse me? And he's like, I have students who try and try and try and try and try, and they just can't make it. He, he said... You were one of the smartest people I've ever had in my classes, and you're just throwing it away like an idiot. And I'm sitting there thinking, he said, he told me you should be ashamed of yourself. And I'm sitting there thinking, and that's just like, it, it burned a little bit. You, you know, I, I, I can't even say I was ticked. I was more like shocked. But then over the years, you know, when I've made similar stupid decisions and not done things that you know, gone down roads that I thought God wanted me to go down. Mr. Shook's words, you make me sick. <laughs> because, and, and he wasn't, and it wasn't one of these things, oddly enough, and, and you, you were in sports, so you understand coaches, that, that's actually coach love. <laughs> you know, it's, coach love is something, unless you've played competitive sports, especially contact sports, you, you know, some of the things they say to you, it may seem kind of, but it's, it's, it's love. You know, so he was showing me love, even though in the, outside of that context, so you wouldn't have really quite understood that. But over the years, I thought, you know what? You know, if God has given me certain gifts or abilities, and, and it was Mr. Shook that, 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 that jarred that in me, it's, it's, it's my responsibility to use them, you know, not to throw them away. You know, so it, it, it's a, sometimes people even put a Mr. Shook in your life to say, man, you make me sick. That's that's the thing that we all, and I know I, I preached a sermon months ago about our words. Because just like God sometimes puts people in their lives to be that encouragement, I guarantee you the devil will put people in your lives to dis- try to destroy you. 
I mean, just like Mr. Shook was my wake-up call, Ms. Zombro was my, Greg, you will never amount to anything. Uh, I mean, those words kept me down for years because anytime I would think about trying to climb to a certain level, I would hear Ms. Zombro in the back of my head, you will never amount to anything. So this guidance counselor, I, I mean, it was, it was even worse. He even took it a step farther. He told Lexi, and I work in the community college, so I mean, it's, I guess I should almost have to be offended. But he told her, he said, you need to look at community colleges because you're not university material. You, you, you know, you're, you're, you're just, you won't make it in, in the, the, the university world. You know, you need, to, you need to consider community colleges. And, the, uh, and like Sue said, she went to Shepherd, got her bachelor's in social work, and, and now she's getting ready to finish her master's. You know, it's another college, but it's still a big university. I mean, I, I literally, when she, when she graduated with her bachelor's, I, I wanted so bad just to like burn a copy of that thing and run it in the office. Hey, could you give this to Mr. Such and Such? I can't remember his name, but it's, you know. But yeah, words and, 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 and God, even when the, the devil tries to destroy us through words like that, God puts other people in their lives to try to interact, I think. And, and I've noticed this is kind of the way this, this whole thing works. And, and it's biblical. It's, I'm not just, it's an observation, but it's also biblical. The gates of hell will, will, will try to rise against you. But what, what, does, what does Jesus say about the church? You know, you know, the gates of hell might rise, but it's, it's, hell's not going to prevail over the church. We are the church. You know, so when, when, when the devil raises the bar, God raises the bar higher. And that, that's, that's part of, that, that's part of that, 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 that protection, that way that God protects us. That when, when we get the assault from the left, God flanks it and protects us on the right. I mean, it's just, it, it's just I could only imagine... I can only imagine if, could you imagine like, like, like the whole Elisha thing where, where if, if, if kind of the, kind of our eyes were, was just, where the curtain between us and the spirit realm was just kind of peeled back just for a second so you could see what was going on in the heavenlies on your behalf. Could you imagine? You know, I think you would, be, you, would, you would gather so much more of appreciation for what God does and the things he does for us. And, and the fact that, and these are all the reasons we should revere him. These are all the reasons we should recognize him as being, being God. You, you, you know, because, like I said, just the fact that we exist, the fact that we're still here, is a testimony to the love and the protection of God over your life. You know, and those are the things we should be thankful for. Those are the things we should, and I know there are days, there, there are days that you're sitting there thinking, man, why would I be thankful? This life is rough. You know, but I don't know why God chooses, and this is something you will never understand. This, this is the sovereignty of God. I don't know why God sometimes chooses to, to, to take some and leave some in, in, in bad situations. He, you know, like poor Wanda, you know, she's in a lot of pain. You, you know, why? I, I, I don't know, but I do know that God has purposes for us. Even in our pain or even in our suffering, in our good times and our bad times, God has a purpose for us, and He's still working through us, and He's doing something in us and through us. That's the way God works. Nobody in this room doesn't have a purpose still. And, 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 and I, I guarantee you, I promise, if there's, and I've said this from the pulpit, if there is breath in your lungs, 
God still has a purpose for you. He does. So, Oh, okay. absolutely. And tough it out. I remember in football, you get hurt, you keep going. Absolutely. Okay, but, you know, that's, that's one of her purposes of it. God you know, she's, she's, that, that's true as well with me, and I know exactly what you're talking about. There have been times, just since I've broken my arm, I've been like, oh, Lord, what's going on? I've had, I'm having a bad arm day, and, and, and I think about Wanda. It's like, well, he, you know, Wanda can push through, Greg, you can push through. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so, so Wanda, she inspires us, and God's, and that's the perfect example. I'm glad you pointed that out. You know, Wanda might sometimes say, God, what, what's going on here? You know, why, you know, many of us, and I'm not saying this is true Wanda, but I know many of us, when, when we're in a pain for a long time, we're like, God, I'm, I'm ready. You, you know, I'm ready to walk on good legs and, you know, but why not? You, you know, and Wanda's, Wanda inspires us because we're like, you know, if, if, if yeah, this hurts, but, but it's, it's not as bad as poor Wanda. <laughs> you know, so get, get your butt out of bed and go do your thing. You know, and, it, and, it's, and it's, when I say if Wanda can do it, I know I can do it. It's not, I'm, I'm not trying to diminish your role uh, because you're, 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 you're a tough as nails broad. Don't get me wrong. You know, it's, it's not that kind of thing. But, but it's, it, it's, but it's, I know you, you can look shocked. Lady, you're, t- you're as tough as nails lady. It was, I was teasing her. Easy, easy. The, down, I'm sorry. A tough as nails young lady. I'm so sorry. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> But that's just it. That's that's the point. The, the you know you know sometimes and we see this. I believe it's in, I believe it's in James. I can't believe it. I'm actually I'm not on pain medicine this this week, so I I won't have some of my problems I had last week. The, the uh, it, it, it's it's uh, last week was rough. I, I mean I had a hard time keeping my stuff together. But the. Uh, um, Sometimes, or I think I believe it's James, where sometimes that we endure things so that we can give others the same hope that we've found. And, and you know, may, may that be, and, and you see this particularly with victims of trauma. You know, they help other victims of trauma. People who deal with pain, they help other people with pain. You, you, you know, God, your pain and your trauma has never been wasted. Your pain and your trauma, it's never for nothing. You know, it's never for nothing. 
You, you know, not only does God teach us things in pain and trauma, He gives us the ability to comfort other people in pain and trauma. You know, not physically and mentally. When I was born. Absolutely. Not a doubt in my mind. Things like that just all of us. Thursday you just pray for people. You don't know what to do. Oh, absolutely. And I think sometimes he will speak directly to, to us as well sometimes. I, I had this this might not be a thing. It it might but I, I was in Baltimore. On, on Tuesday at a concert, really enjoying. It. I was reminiscent. It was it was all the, all this music from the '80s that I just loved so much. And even before, I left before the end of the concert. I, I mean, and, and yeah, Sue's like because I never leave before the end of a concert. I, I don't care if it costs me an hour and a half in, in traffic. I I hear the last song. And the uh, he was playing, you know, one of his famous, one of his popular songs, and I know it's coming to the end. I just felt this thing leave, go, go, and, and, and I'm like, Lord, he's playing cuts like a knife. You know, I can't do that. <laughs> he's like, and, and I just, and I almost got to this point where I was like jumping out of my skin. It's like, go, leave now, leave now. I did. I got up and, and I went off and, and I got out. You, you know, could that have been? I don't know the taco I ate. I, I don't know, but but it, it, it seemed really really particular. Particularly when you're in Baltimore, because I, I, I mean, I think there are two routes to that parking garage I went, and I unfortunately took the bad the bad route. I mean, it was <laughs> it was kind. Of, so I'm walking and people, hey hey, and they're, they're like yelling at me and stuff. I'm like, like man, this is crazy. This is like a, this is like a jungle. But but the but I don't know. But I know something in me was telling me, you know, even though you never, ever, ever, ever leave a concert early, go now, do it quick. I don't know if it, 
what would have happened if, if I hadn't listened? Maybe nothing. Maybe it was a God thing. I, I, I don't know. But God does. He'll wake people up sometimes in the middle of the night, encourage them to pray for you. Sometimes he'll, he'll give you that leave now feeling. You, you know, when, even when it doesn't make sense, when it's against everything that you stand for. You never leave a concert early. You, you, you know, God does, you are never off of his mind. Never, ever, ever. There is, remember we talked about, you know, how his thoughts of us outnumber the, the sands. You know, that's a lot of thoughts. So never, ever, ever are you off the mind of God. So he puts people in your lives. He, he still speaks to your heart. I'm convinced that he was speaking to me. I, I mean, it was one of those where I was, I was, I was like digging my heels in. This is one of his old. This is one of his most popular songs. God, you know, there's no way in the world. But I did, and I got out of there. You know, so God, God protects us in so many ways. These are all the reasons we need to to revere Him as who He is. Why we need to recognize Him for who He is. To, to, to. I wish I could honestly say that every day of my life I've just woken up and say, thank you, God. Thank you for being you. I can be honest enough to say that I can go days sometimes and not do that. The only thing I want to say is there's many in the I could speak of. I just want to tell you, uh, sometimes you don't know what God is telling. It might be a year, three years, five years. God. Absolutely. And I wonder too sometimes if some of these things are almost like almost like training. You know, not that something bad was going to happen, but are you going to listen to me? You know, I think sometimes he teaches us maybe to, to go when he says go and to stop when he says stop. And, and he knows me well enough to know there was no way in the world I was going to leave a Brian Adams concert early. You, you know, unless I had some type of motivation. <laughs> It could have been. It could have been that simple. But I'll tell you what, I know. I wasn't, I did. I just, and that was the fastest pace I'd ever walked to that, that garage. I mean, it was, because uh, I didn't know what it was about, but I knew that if God was talking to me, something might have been going down I didn't want to be in the middle of. <laughs> Oh, it's yeah. Your butt doesn't get up out of the seat until the house lights come on. I, I mean, that's that's true, and that's that's just something. Cause I've been to a lot of concerts. I love concerts. I, I mean, that's. I, I mean, ever even from the from the early early '80s when my sister started taking me to these things, to now I'm, I mean, it's something I really look forward to. But yeah, it, it's till the house lights come. On. If the house lights don't come on, they're coming back out, <laughs> and I want to hear every song. Because the best song is always the last one. I mean, it's always the big one. You know, it's the one that you've been waiting on. But no, because people like me, they know they're going to keep me in my chair until. Well, no, in the music world, you're taught you never give your best performance at the very end because you always want them coming back. Oh, absolutely. The the, the Trans Siberian Orchestra, we we see them every year. The uh, they oh, they're amazing. There was one year I saw them twice. I mean, every year we see the TSO. 
the very last song. Actually, they, what they do is, is the, I'm not trying to get off the court, but I'm just kind of reinforcing, is, is the, uh, their one song, uh, Christmas in Sarajevo, it's, it, it's, it, they'll do it during the, the during the, the concert, but they play it again at the end. And at the end, they had the fireworks going, and they've got all the lights and the lasers, and you're, you're just like, you're, your head's just like, oh my goodness, this is crazy. <laughs> you know? But yeah, that hook. And that's why I always like to stay to the end. The hook is always at the end. <laughs> you know, but that's a... And they do it so well. But that, yeah, that's I say if, if something pries my 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 butt out of a chair before the last song, you know, it, it has to be God. Anybody else want to share? No. Alrighty, seventy three. I was, but God, and now. It says God's message for King Azza was the same He'd given to Israel time and again. Repent and return. That's the story. That's that's the story he gives all of us all the time. But most of them didn't, and, and so they forfeited his presence and the protection that came with it. You know, Stephen Furtick, um, he's one of my favorite preachers. He one time, he one time said that God, uh, God will not. He will not equip you to fight a fight that you're not called to fight. So there's, I think there's sometimes a little bit of, even in that. You know, if if you're not listening to God, I think sometimes you do kind of forfeit that protection because you know that's where some of the discipline comes in. But I think sometimes too, when we don't listen to God and we jump into things that you know God didn't really intend us to do, we kind of put ourselves in that same situation. You know, where like Stephen Furtick said, you know, is he going is he going to empower you and equip you and train you for something that he had no intention for you to do in the first place? So so. So sometimes when we're just out of God's will in general, you know, sometimes I think we we forfeit some of that protection because that that protection when when his hand comes off just a little bit, and you get to feel a little bit of the heat from your decisions, that that has a way of steering you back into the fold, <laughs> you, you know, and that's one of the beautiful things about the discipline of God as opposed to punishment. I know I talk about this punishment discipline thing a lot, but it's something the church has done really bad for a very long time, you, you, you know. Was it something you read? It was on a post. That, um, if how if if it was if God is if, if something as bad is going, God is punishing you. You know, I'm like, where do they get this stuff from? <laughs> you know, but but yeah. So so by first century A.D., Rome had taken over most of the known world, including the Promised Land. Rather than forcing them into exile, Israel was invaded and occupied which meant that without even leaving their homeland, the Jews once again suffered under a foreign power. It's no wonder why they were desperate for a savior, someone who would rescue them and restore their freedom, their way of life, their hope. They were looking for the, the prophesied Messiah and collectively assumed that he would overthrow Rome and establish his kingdom, but they were wrong. Jesus didn't come to save the Jews from their political enslavement. He came to save us from our sin enslavement. We're on 74. Unfortunately, like Israel, most of us would rather be rescued from our problems than deal with our sin. But our biggest problem is our sin, and that we and that we choose it, and that the fact that we choose it over God. As a result, it's actually sin that sits in the driver's seat of our lives, not us. Like the fools we are, we strap ourselves in, tell ourselves we're the ones controlling the will, and then blame God when we land in a ditch. 
Boy, we talk a lot about that. Thing is, belonging to God isn't about taking His help, provision, and protection whatever, whenever we feel like it. It's about repenting and returning to our Creator, the one true King, the one who knows everything, controls everything, and works all things together for those who are called according to God's purpose. When we repent and return to Him, our lives change and we become the people He intended for us to be, just like our New Testament brothers and sisters. Because the change experienced by every follower of Jesus, whether living in the first century or the 21st century, can be summed up like this, I was, but God, and now. Mary Magdalene was broken and ruled by evil, cut off, cast aside, and ashamed of who she'd become, but God. But God rescued her, accepted her, and restored her. And now she's remembered for being among those who faithfully follow Jesus, even financially supporting his ministry and being the first he revealed himself to after the resurrection. Nicodemus was self-centered, proud, and confident in his own ability to lead. But God, but God humbled him and was patient with his questions, even his lack of faith. And now he's remembered for seeking the answers from Jesus, which brought him a lot closer to actually having him. And, and, and I would have even taken this a step farther. And one of the things he's remembered for by me because he was one of the two that asked for the body of Christ. That would, like I said, that would have been the end of his career. So that, that shows how important Jesus had become in the life of Nicodemus. The teacher of Israel literally would have thrown away his career by saying, hey, I want to honor, honor the, 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 the Christ that my people just crucified. Matthew was rebellious, isolated, and hated for serving the enemy. But God pursued him anyway, called him to follow, and welcomed him into his family. Now he's remembered for serving Jesus, being one of the twelve apostles, and writing the first book of the, of the New Testament. And even though and I, I don't believe it was the first one written, it, it's, he clearly, and if, if, you, if you understand the context of some of the stuff and the, the way that, that Matthew words certain things, he was clearly the guy that the Jews hated wrote the gospel that was intended for the Jews. Uh, I, I mean, it was just, each one, of these, each one of these gospels, I could give you a very specific reason why, it's, to me it's so evident why they were written. But, but Matthew's gospel was so evidently written to the Jewish people. You know, so, the, so the man that they hated the most was the man who ended up writing the gospel that was intended to minister to them. You know, so that's, but God, he, he, the, guy that, the guy that served the enemy and everybody hated, but God, and now he was probably one of the key messengers back to the Jewish people. Simon was, of course, without Peter, Simon Peter, Simon was self-sufficient, brash, and impulsive, like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. But God revealed Simon's limitations to him and called him to follow the one who has no limitations. And now Simon is remembered for being faithful and steady and for living up to the name Jesus had given him, Peter, which means rock. And on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You, you know, Peter, you know, the things that strikes me even more impressive about Peter was this, this is the guy that denied Christ, you know, one of his best buddies. You know, you know, grasp that about Peter. He'd become one of Jesus' three inner circle folks. He, he, was, he was Jesus' buddy. 
So it, it's, it makes that Benedict Arnold thing we talked about a few weeks even that more painful. You know, that's, that's, that's why George Washington was so dead set in getting Benedict Arnold. They were close at one point. And, you know, so, so, so when Benedict Arnold betrayed us, it was, it was a personal hurt to George Washington. I, I can only picture this being kind of the same way. Thankfully, Jesus is very forgiving because if my best buddy, Peter, was the one who denied me, you know, that, that, that would have been a hurt, hurt. But that's not where he ends the story. What we remember Peter as is, is being the, the rock that, God, that Christ started his church on. And, and, and you know, that's, that's, that's another one of those decisions where God knows. You know, God picks people to do things that we would never pick to do things. And, and, that's, and that's, I think, very true with Peter as well. To repent of our sins and return to our Creator requires a lot. Requires a change of course. By definition, following Jesus means going where He goes and doing what He does, not choosing for ourselves. It means surrendering the control we think we have to Him and climbing to the passenger seat and hand Jesus the keys. It means believing His way is better than theirs. It means entrusting that God will lead us faithfully and as lovingly as, as He did the nation of Israel. Uh, and all that time that we'd become more like Jesus and less like we, and less like the was we once were. So, so the whole point of that, this whole change of direction. You know, we've been talking about repentance. We've been talking about what that means. You know, what does that look like? But this, every one of these four people that that we kind of been focusing in on, on the study. And I can tell you, you can do the study on anybody in the Bible. <laughs> anybody, any one of them the, the, who had a changed life. Let me say, there were people in the Bible who clearly rejected God to the end. But all the people who, who did good things and God did cool things through them, that's not the way they started out. <laughs> you, you know, they started out one way. Just like every single one of us here started out one way. I mean, I was the guy that used to take my teacher's letters and, and mess them around on this typewriter just to mess him up. I was the guy that stuffed kids in lockers. I was bullied when I was a kid. And I'm, let me tell you how, how this works. It, it, a kid by his feet upside down over a stairwell, yes. I was, I was not, my, my freshman year, I was not a nice guy. And, and I, I've seen how this bully thing works. It, it, it's a real deal. I was bullied all through middle school. And when I became an athlete and became the, the, the strong, it was so easy to fall into that, becoming the very thing that you hated. You know, that, 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 that was me. But even though it was that guy, I was this way before God, and then I'm this way now. And the, the only thing in the middle that changed truly was him. All of us have that story. We were one way before, we're another way now, and the, the, the thing that's in the difference is, is the fact that he's in the middle of that story. You, you know, God, every good thing that's in you, I, I do still need to work on that. We all do. That's, 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 that's a funny thing. We're, we're not done. God's not done working with us and changing us Again, until we breathe our last breath. He, he's, he's not only using us and has a purpose for us until our last breath, He is also changing us until our last breath. And, and that's really cool that God's that way. I was one way, now I'm another way. And the thing that's the difference in the middle is Him.
So let's pray. Yeah, Sue was like, yes, ma'am. Yeah, I was going to talk about that. Um, yeah, he he did fine. He he tells me his leg, he's just sore. He, he's home. He, he came home that same day. He came home that same day, and I, I went and picked up Nathaniel, brought him home, and Nathaniel, you can tell the weight of the world just lifted off him. He you know he was he was like, hey, how you doing, Pastor Greg? You know, so so I, I mean, so things are good. Things are good. All right, let's pray. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. Lord, I just ask that you that you just continue to use the study to to teach us how that you are in control and that and that your way is better than theirs. Lord, teach us to to not try to take the will to to always surrender that to you, God. Even though we have a free will, we want to surrender that free will to yours. You know, just just like Jesus, he had he had his own will, but he said, "Not my not my will, but yours be done." Lord, we want to, we want that to be the, the the prayer of our heart as well. God, we just ask that you continue to strengthen us and bless us, and Lord, just continue to make us in the likeness of Christ. We pray in Jesus' name, Amen.